Hey there, friends, and welcome to episode 204 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. Today, we are going to talk about the value of discomfort in getting to know ourselves better. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self kindness. We'll look at the ways self-kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. So getting to know ourselves, I wonder how well do you know yourself? When I say that, what pops up for you? Getting to know myself has been a really lifelong pursuit. And I feel like I'm very much still in the thick of it. I have discovered things about myself in very recent times that have really surprised me, that have come about really unexpectedly and have, for the most part, come on the other side of some discomfort. And that's what I want to talk about today. I actually had a little bit of a different plan for today's podcast episode, but then as I was scrolling through the Instagrams, I came across a reel from Esther Perel. If you don't know who Esther Perel is, she's a relationship therapist um, and a really amazing, a really amazing woman. And she had this little clip on a reel talking about discomfort and how our modern conveniences tend to help us avoid a lot of that discomfort. So she was talking about the fact that, you know, when we have a Netflix subscription, Netflix starts to learn what we like. And so it's going to suggest to us, hey, I think you'll really like this show. Watch this next. Or if we have Spotify, we get told like, hey, you really seem to like this kind of music. You might like this. Listen to this next. Or I notice that you're listening to a lot of this type of podcast. Here's a new podcast uh, that is right up your alley. We think you're going to love it. Even things like, um, you know, Google Maps and all of that sort of stuff and how valuable that is, how incredibly helpful that is in helping us to streamline things and helping us to kind of have like that uh, sense of surety around like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go here next. But the thing that was really interesting about what she was talking about was the fact that sometimes these conveniences can also get in the way of us trying things of us getting uncomfortable in the process of understanding ourselves and how when we're kind of constantly fed these things that an algorithm tells us, hey, you're going to love this, we might miss out on opportunities to really get to know ourselves because we're never really going through that messy discomfort of trying to figure out, you know, is this for me? And I really thought that was very profound. I thought that was a really interesting thought. And so I wanted to talk about it a little bit because it brought up a couple of things from my own life that I thought could be really useful to share. Bits of it you will have heard before if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, but it might be all completely new as well. So in this episode, I I feel like I'm probably going to raise more questions than give you tools to do anything with. Um, and oftentimes, you know, on this podcast, I really like to give you tangible tools because that is really important to me to be able to go like, hey, here's a way to go and practice this. Today, though, I think I just want to spark a little bit of like, uh, oh, you know, a, a little sense of possibility, a little sense of curiosity. Um, and then maybe we'll dive more into future episodes on some of the how. So, 
The story that I wanted to tell you was about a woman and her curiosity around playing basketball. That woman is me. And last year I started to have this really strong desire to play basketball. Now, my both my kids play basketball and I was spending a lot of time at basketball courts watching them play, taking them to training, practicing them with them in the backyard. And I had this little urge of like, I would really like to be out on the court playing too. And I kept kind of dismissing it and being like, that's silly. You've never played basketball. I think I played like one season when I was about 10 and that was it. Um, You've never played basketball. You're old, right? Like I was 39 years old. Um, Who would even play with you? You probably will get injured, like all those sorts of thoughts. And so I kept dismissing it, kept dismissing it. And yet that urge kept coming back time and time again. Like it just didn't go away. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. I kind of mentioned it to a friend. She was like, yes, I want to do that too. And as we kind of talked about it and mentioned it to other women in our circle, we started to find that there were more and more people who were like, yes, I really want to do this too. And I I didn't think I could, or I didn't know how, or I didn't know who with, et cetera, et cetera. So suddenly there's this group of, you know, eight of us who are like, let's go give this thing a go. And we enrolled into a, into a, um, you know, I don't even know what you call it, like a domestic competition. We played a season. We had a blast. It was awesome. Some people did injure themselves, sadly, which is, um, or were injured. They didn't injure themselves, but some people were injured, which was sad. Um, and we're just starting another season now. And we've, ha- we've done a bit of recruiting. We've got some, some new players. And anyway, I love it. Recently, on the back of that, my both my son's teams kind of changed, their basketball teams changed. And so they were looking for coaches for both teams. And I had this little thought in the back of my mind and this little feeling in my gut of like, I wouldn't mind giving that a go. I think I'd really like to coach. Now I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that my conscious mind was like, what? are you joking? <laughs> you, you, you can't coach, right? Like you're not a coach, even though obviously coaching is a big part of what I do in my job. Um, I'm certainly no basketball coach, right? But there was no denying that feeling. And I, I'm the kind of person who, when I know something, I feel it very much in my gut. Um, and I know that about myself. I know that like, if I'm really, you know, quiet enough and I listen and I feel into how I, how I feel, (laughs) um, usually the answer for me will be in my gut. And my gut was saying, do it. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. What if I, what if I'm terrible? What if I let these kids down? What if I don't know what I'm doing? What if I get the rules wrong? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? Anyway, cut a long story short. I said, yes, the season has just started. So we've only done one training session, but it was so much fun. These kids were amazing. They were so engaged. I had a bowl. They were wonderful. It was awesome. And I am so, so glad that I said yes. What I want to point out in all of this, in this storytelling, is that there is a level of discomfort that came along with both of those things, right? Saying yes to coaching, saying yes to playing basketball and following that kind of gut urge. Just like there's been a level of discomfort each time I've reached out to, you know, a new therapist or uh, tried a class for the first time, or I recently started roller skating again. And there was like so many nerves around going and making a fool of myself or, you know, all of that. But without allowing that discomfort to be just 
something that I was feeling and moving towards my curiosity, moving towards that desire anyway, I never would have known how much I love those things because I love them both so much. I love roller skating so much. I love playing and coaching basketball so much. I love watching basketball. And there's this part of me that's like, how, you know, at 40 years old, how many years have I missed of not enjoying this thing? Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time like feeling regretful about that because it's, it's, a, it's a pointless activity. But how much sadder would it be if I lost my opportunities now just because I wasn't willing to be uncomfortable in the pursuit of something that might bring me joy? And that's the seed I want to plant for you today. Gosh, I sound a little bit like my beautiful friend, Laura Jean, who is a, um, she's been on the podcast before. She is a uh, business coach to dietitians and she is an amazing like horticultural person, does lots of gardening. She always talks about planting seeds. And uh, I hear this coming out of my mouth and I love this, this analogy of like, I just want to plant a seed and let's just see where it goes for you. But kind of planting that seed of like, where are you perhaps not willing to feel uncomfortable, even though there is a hint of joy on the other side of that discomfort or even in the midst of that discomfort, right? We are so willing to put our joy on the back seat or like in the boot, right? Like under the blankets, kind of buried under all the stuff to support other people's joy. If you're a mum, if you're a parent, if you're a partner, if you're a friend, if you're a child of someone, which you all are, we know what this feels like, right? To be like, oh, your joy is so important. I'm going to enroll you in these activities. I'm going to support your joy Um, in doing whatever it is that lights you up. And we're so willing to put our own, you know, in the back seat and just be like, well, maybe one day or I've missed my opportunity or it doesn't matter, I'll be fine. Please stop burying, burying. Why is that so hard to say? Please stop burying (laughs) your opportunities for joy. It doesn't have to be complicated, right? I'm not saying go out and coach a basketball team. I'm not even saying go out and strap your roller skates on and go for a skate. But like, maybe it's that yoga class that you're like, I think I'd love to try, but what if I don't like it? What if it doesn't feel good? You know what? Then you've learned something. You've, you've tried and you can move on to the next thing. Um, it could be reaching out for support. All of these things are uncomfortable. All of these things are uncomfortable. And in my, opinion and in my experience, our willingness to be uncomfortable plays a really large role in our ability to change. And, you know, there's this, that there's that saying of like, if you, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. And so often when we um, are living these human lives, like there's things that we want to change. There's maybe things that we just want to experience differently. We want to experience ourselves differently. We want to experience our relationship with ourselves differently. We want to experience um, discomfort differently. We want to have different tools. And yet, they don't happen by accident. We don't stumble upon joy by accident. I mean, sometimes we do, right? We absolutely do stumble upon joy by accident sometimes, but that doesn't have to be it. That doesn't have to be the only way we stumble upon joy. Um, We can seek it out. We can follow those little nudges. We can be willing to sit through some of that discomfort to find out like, who am I right now? 
Because I sort of made that comment before, right, of like how sad for me that I didn't know I loved basketball so much until I was like nearly 40. But maybe I didn't love it back then. That's also a possibility, right? There's also a possibility that I'm just a different person now than I used to be. And that is fine as well. And so I think that's part of the reason why this getting to know ourselves is like this lifelong process, because who said you have to stay the same? Who said you have to love the same things that you did, you know, a month ago, a week ago, 20 years ago? You don't. We evolve, we change. I have tried so many things in this lifetime. And sometimes I feel like that makes me kind of like a bit fickle and a bit flippant. But the reality is like, I just want to try stuff and see how it feels and um, experience it and you know, sometimes I move on from it and sometimes I'm like, you know what, this is going to be a thing for me. Like the career that I have now, the the things that I do, um, they've they've been around for a really long time. I've been doing this work of, of teaching movement and, um, you know, mindfulness and, and all of that for like, I don't even know how old, how old am I? Uh, I've been doing this for like at least 13 years. So part of this I'm going to wrap this up in a second, but part of this is like, do you trust yourself to be able to sit in the discomfort of that discomfort? (laughs) We spend a lot of time being uncomfortable as humans uh, and trying to change that, right? Partly, I think sometimes because we're, we're not confident that we can handle that feeling. We're not confident that we can handle the disappointment, the sense of failure, the, um, potential that we've wasted time or resources. But like you can, you actually can handle that outcome. And I think that that's a really big part of this, right? Like it's so normal to feel like, well, I don't want to waste time, money, other people's time if I'm not certain, if I don't know, if I'm not sure. And it's like, but how will you know? How will you be certain? How will you be sure until you give it a go? you probably won't. (laughs) Um, So something to think about anyway. And as I said, hopefully planting a little seed um, to just contemplate. And maybe you listen to this and you think, no, that's not, you know, no. But again, just planting um, a possibility of a thought there. And the thing that I'll end with is, is just a recognition of how normal this is to avoid discomfort. Your brain is a safety seeking machine you are not flawed for wanting to avoid discomfort from moving away from fear, from moving away from things that feel scary. That is what your brain does. But again, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so we have to get more comfortable with that discomfort. Um, And that is such an amazing skill to practice and foster and develop. And I think like getting to know ourselves, it's one we practice and foster and develop for a lifetime. Um, We get better at it, though, by doing it and having potentially as well the support to say, hey, like you've got this. Here's some tools. Here's some resources. Here's some trust and and confidence that you can borrow um, and, and start to embody through that process of feeling uncomfortable. But I mean, what, what a gift, right? To know yourself better, to trust yourself more, to um, be willing to try. 
So that's it from me this week. I would love to know how that seed to carry the metaphor on germinates for you and what it sprouts and what thoughts it brings up and what um, what you're going to do with it. I would love to know. Uh, so please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me over on Instagram. That is the easiest place to find me. I am at Erica Webb underscore self kind. You can also come and visit me on my website, Erica web.com.au. I had to think about that for a moment. It's just my name with .com.au on the end. Um, and you know, I would just, I would just love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. I will talk to you again next week. And until then, keep being kind to yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self-Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self-Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye. Bye.